show. It's 102.5 The Bone. Not a good day for mayors, man. Did you hear about this? I just saw it. Bob Buckhorn, the uh, great mayor of Tampa, who is wrapping up his term, was on a hunting trip, and late night last night, someone hacked his Twitter account, changed his name to Bob Cuckhorn, and has been sending out some of the most vile, racist uh, tweets all night long, is uh, in trouble for sending felonious threats uh, to the airport, saying that there's a bomb that will kill black people or, I don't know, colored people or something, and then uh, said that there was a ballistic missile headed to Tampa. That's a big deal. And it is certainly not Bob Buckhorn. And now, shots fired at the SWAT team. Uh, listen, I've done some uh, training with the Hillsborough County SWAT people. These are guys you don't want to mess with. No. This is the Pasco SWAT team, but I imagine they go through similar training. Shots were fired at the Pasco County Sheriff's Office SWAT team on Thursday morning at approximately 4.40 a.m. The SWAT team announced that they were trying to serve a search warrant. That's Do you know that's what they do? They do arrest warrants and search warrants like in the middle of the night while you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. They come and they, they kick the door you. in. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, which is great if they really want to get you. But if you're like somebody who didn't know you had a warrant, and they just knock and be like, excuse me, you have a warrant. Kicking your door for yeah. toll violations. Yeah. Right. Dude, whoa. <laughs> I mean, I, I was going tomorrow to pay him. Relax. <laughs> Can I pay you? Is that allowed? They're not even overdue. <laughs> uh, Port Ritchie Mayor Dale Massad owns the home to which they were trying to serve the search warrant on Hayward Lane in Port Ritchie. And uh, when they when they went to go serve it, the person in the home, I don't know if it was the mayor or somebody else, Fired shots at the SWAT team. Ooh. Never a good idea. Deputies say shots were fired at the entry team, but they did not return fire, and no one was injured in the shooting. Now, in the person's defense, if you're sleeping and all of a sudden somebody kicks your door in, you may not really have your wits about you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're scared. So uh, a law enforcement source says that Mossad was the individual who shot at the SWAT team, but it's an unofficial uh, source that's saying that, so we can't really put that on the books. Uh, sheriff Nako, the uh, the tied for first sexiest sheriff in town, <laughs> will release more information in a press conference today at eleven thirty. Uh, it says Mossad was taken into custody, and this is not the first time he has been arrested. No. In uh, August of two thousand eighteen, he was arrested on domestic battery charge. Ooh. Now I have a question. I do have political aspirations. Could I become the mayor of Lutz now? I mean, I have I have got nothing. Yeah. I have never been arrested. I've you know. All right, so I said some dirty words on the radio. <laughs> But it made a great career out of it. So, bleh. but now, I mean, I think I could. I think that I can. Uh, I'm talking about post radio. I don't want to hold two jobs. But if I retire in my 60s and decide I want to be mayor of a city, I can do that now. I mean, look at this lunatic that they got. Oh yeah. You know, uh, I don't. I, I don't think I. I don't think I'd be mayor of. A, or I'd want to try to attempt to be mayor of a big city. But in a city yeah. that I care about and live in, yeah. well, like I live in Lutz. Lutz is not that big. I could be the mayor of Lutz. Look, Beavis was the mayor of Oldsmar for 10 years. Wouldn't you like to be a judge? Do you have to be a lawyer before you become a judge, or are there places where you can just be elected? I would imagine judge. you have to know. Ah, I damn it. I know. I don't like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I just mentioned them, and he texted me. The, the uh, soon-to-be exiting mayor of Oldsmar, Doug Beavis, said, all good in Oldsmar. One mayor. I know that's got things under under control. (laughs) Uh, We started the show this morning when I was, my heart was broken, Fredo. Uh, John John Senning had a bachelor party and didn't invite me. I was very sad. John, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. I I did not have a bachelor party, just so you know. Well, I've since found out that there was some sort of party for your brother. Is that correct? 
Yeah, but that was a while ago. So I, it may, so somebody heard a replay or you heard a replay? Because this was uh, months and months ago I'll, for my brother's wedding. I'll tell you what it was. Drunk uh, in the bushes. Wait, did you go to the dollhouse? Uh, we did go to the dollhouse, yes. So that, So I was talking to Richard yesterday in sales about the changes in ownership in some of the strip clubs in the area. I haven't been in some time. And we were talking about Friday night, the Pink Pony, where I have... Uh, been in the past year or so. I mm-hmm. enjoy that place because you can see BHs up close. Um, that place is having its birthday party on Friday night, and Drew Garabo is going to be out there live. And I was trying to immediately figure out a way that I could get out of my house so I can go join him for the celebration. And then it's late night. It's a late night party. I know that. So he told me eleven thirty. He said, "Oh my word, <laughs> who is up that late at night?" He actually got the vapor. Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was like, "This guy." But do you know how many times? You know how many things I've been offered this week. That I that I had to turn down. I, I'm offered hockey tickets all the time that I have to say no to during the week, which breaks my heart because I watch all the games anyway. And then um, uh, Migs was nice enough to invite me to Fleetwood Mac, which I couldn't go to. And uh, you know it, it hurts during the week, and it hurts even worse on a Friday night, eleven thirty. Jesus, tough man. It's tough. It's a tough life. Well, listen, I'm glad to know that you did not have a bachelor party around me. That that broke my heart a little bit. But the question is, Dude, John, gonna... John, if you do have a bachelor party. Who from the station is invited? Yeah, because we already know we're not uh, invited to your wedding. Uh, well, you know the wedding, when and if you know when that does happen, it's going to be very well, low key. If. You know, oh, you're saying if well, now I mean, you change oh, your mind. I mean, well, no, 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 no. I mean, if there's a wedding for people, John, I mean, there's I a think possibility this you'll heart, just see a Facebook. This was your heart speaking. You're saying if if doesn't if there are no mistakes, Yoda. Yeah. No, I mean, if there's a wedding for anybody to attend, because oh, there's a possibility oh. you're just going to see a Facebook post, be like, boom, we're we're married. We we eloped, you know, in the mountains somewhere. That's smart. That's a possibility. That's will, the way to so, do it. Yeah. Will there be a bachelor party? I would hope so. I would I would really, really hope so. I mean, to me, the party, the reception, the bachelor party, those are the things about a wedding that, that excite me. So if, if there is, you know, a, bach- a wedding, I would hope there's a bachelor party, even if there's not. Well, who's your best man? Um, I'm sure it would be my brother. It would be my brother. I Do you feel the man. pressure to Just pick to your brother because your parents want you to pick your brother? Um, that's a yes. no, no. <laughs> I mean, it's in it's in my it's in my uh, it's in my heart that that's what I think is is best and that's what I want. But if your heart um, wasn't like speaking said, and your brain was, who would you pick? Drew, uh, Seth, Micah. <laughs> Uh, no, 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 no. In, in complete honesty, I don't think it would be anybody from the show. I love them all deeply, uh, but, you know, I've got some best friends that I grew up with. It may be a close number two, but um, no, no, not that I'm, I'm not seeing anybody at the station as a potential best man right now. You know how mad Pete was that my brother was my best man? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well. Well, your brothers, I mean, how could you be mad if you're a friend and it's your brother? I mean, well, it's you your brother. It. I mean, he wasn't mad like he wasn't trying to change my mind, but he was like, you know, I didn't know until Galvin's brother got married that you could have co-best men. I would have done yeah. that. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I might have to look into that. That's nice. No, listen, you go with your theory of just getting married to the mountains. That's the best way to go. Take it from a guy who wasted a lot of money on a, on a, on a good wedding. Well, I'll tell you, the only thing stopping me that I'm actually, my mom is with me right now, but she's standing far away, is that I would break my mother's heart and then probably her family's heart as well. It's like we legitimately eloped. Like if can't, we. No, but can't you take her, her parents and your parents and like your brother and, and her close family and go to a little cottage somewhere? Yeah, yeah, and that's probably exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, hey, let me, we've been uh, looking at stuff. They have people that come to the, to the cabin and do it for you there and all let that. Me, let me talk to your mother. Oh really? <laughs> okay. she's, she's she's standing oh, down the side. She's gonna be more. 
You're not she's gonna be, she won't. I don't think she'll do it. Oh, I she really I'm such a pleasant. I, Seth, I, Seth couldn't talk to his own mother, and she talked to me. So you know, I'm good with mothers. She, I will. T- I will tell you, she does love you. I think she listens every morning. I she. Her. I met John's she, uh, parents. They were very nice. I think I have one point. Yeah, How I old met, is your mother? Uh, she's kind of. I mean, she's young. Young for. Uh, how old are you? Fifty. Yeah, Mister uh, uh, Mike Calta wants to talk to you. It's amazing how everybody calls oh, me Mister. I went from Cowhead to Mi- to Mister Calta now. Come on, talk to him for one second. <laughs> you tell her right, I'll, I pro- I, I'll keep it good. I promise. He, he said he'll keep it on the up and up. Tell her I'm here too, John. Yeah. <laughs> hi guys. Hi, yeah. hi Mama Sending. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? We're talking about uh, his potential wedding. What would your What would your choice be for his marriage? Uh, you know, something little up in the mountains is good with me. We just had a wedding in my backyard in November, so. Oh, see, she knows. She yeah. gets it. Yeah. She's right. So you're the good one. Okay, good. I like this. Now, where do you stand on yeah. bachelor party? Hey, whatever. Go for it. Oh, man. She should come. For sure. Wow. What kind of action could happen on the bachelor party? Because you're not technically married yet. Right. Uh, that's uh, that's up to him. Uh, yeah. I know, I but I mean, you want to go with your mother's blessing <laughs> before you go. Yeah. What no. if your husband came he's with a, us? He's a good boy. What if your husband comes to the bachelor party with us? How much is he allowed to get? Could he get a lap dance? Oh, sure. You don't care? Absolutely. You're cool like that? What if it's no, what yeah. if it's like a pink pony where they're totally naked, though? I'm good with that. Really? Something jumps. You can, you can jump on him. No, no, but you can look in sometimes and see how old a girl is by counting the rings. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> like a tree? Anyway, all right, listen. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, you have a good boy, and uh, I'm not going go to go. I'm not going to go to his bachelor party, so don't break the news. Oh, no, you got to go. All right, we'll see. All right, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Love you. All right, bye. Love you. Mm-hmm. Hello? She was nervous. I could tell she was nervous. She did. She say, was there. She hates. She hates doing this type of stuff. She, she. We're standing outside of a Pier One Imports, and she tried oh. to run inside when I handed her the phone. Nothing says cool guy like hanging out with your mother at Pier One. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really. I am. My dog's having surgery this morning, so oh, it's a very no. stressful morning for Probably me. I just, I just dropped. Mm-hmm. I just. You know, I knew. I knew if I told you that, you were going to say that. Yeah, well, I mean, dead. let's just. You got. Don't you feel like you should prepare yourself for the worst, and then if the best happens, you're like, oh, it was wrong. what? No, it's, what it's, kind it's, of surgery? It's honestly pretty minor, but I'm I'm a spaz. Uh, he's just got like a little. Uh, he's got a little lump on his chin, so they're actually oh, not even like putting man. him all the way under. Yeah, he'll be fine. Oh, yeah, they'll just drain it. No lumps, oh, bad. Man. No lumps are fine. Yeah. It's usually just fatty tissue, and then it's yeah. benign. It's no big deal. Might accidentally yeah, cut so, an artery in his throat, and then come on, come on, Spanish. I expect that from the others, not you, man. Come on. <laughs> they used to call me that in high school. Fatty tissue. <laughs> yeah. Fatty tissue. That's yeah. terrible. Poor, so poor she thing. came out here to uh, hang with me during my time of need. Oh, well, that's nice. That's you. Yeah. Oh, listen. Oh. Stop. We got the dog on line, too. <laughs> that's not cool. Oh, oh, it's not going good. Not going good. That's not That's not cool. I just dropped him off, and he was looking at me out the window just with his sad eyes. He was terrified as... It's actually very horrific. Do you know? I know, though, that, I know that I know that a tortoise can't really show love, but oh, it does. Trust me, it does. We hold each other, and uh, he knows that I would never just drop him off to go get cut <laughs> in the neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John, I got to tell you, I think your dog's gonna be fine, and I, you know, I love dogs. How are you not sitting there with the yeah. dog? Like, what? What is your? Well, life? he can't sit in the emergency room. I can. Yeah, I make it happen. Well, well, so here, here's the thing. You have like a special drop off time for for surgery, so I had to have him there between eight and eight thirty. 
And then, you know, there's a line of surgeries all day. So I couldn't, mm. I could have sat there in the waiting room all day. Yeah. Like you know, you know they, they, they drop them off before they open. They just put them through the slot. Like yeah. they deposit oh, money. Man. The dog rolls into the bag and lays there until the doctor that, comes in. That, that's very, very hurtful. Uh, no, I, well, I, I, I hope everything's going to be okay. I'm sure your dog will be fine. I hope the dog gives a speedy recovery mm-hmm. and is I out just enough that. time for us to go to your bachelor party. Yeah, perfect. I can't wait to start planning it. I think you're going to be very pivotal in the planning process. So, Will you be going to the Pink Pony on Friday? I, I just might because we are going to that uh, that lightning thing on uh, on Friday night. So I will be out and about, you know, with potential drinks flowing and things like that. So that could segue into into some BH later. What is a, what is a lightning thing? Uh, it's the uh, oh Callahan. Uh, the, yeah, yeah, stupid, I heard. Yeah, I, I want to bring up. I don't want to bring up a sore stupid subject. Jerk face Callahan. Who I happen, to, sorry, lo- who yeah, I happen to love, by the way. I, I don't really hate him. I love him a lot. And I have a Callahan jersey. And I might just throw it away now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we're, we're going to that thing. So, you know, I'll be I'll be in the, in the mood for, for action. Uh, I think that Callahan event's going to be wonderful. It's like a speakeasy theme. And it is out at Armature Works. And it, he's always going to help kids. So, go support it. John Senning, good luck today with your dog. And we'll be listening for you, you on the show later. Thank you so much. Love you guys. Unless, you, John. Says, unless you take another day off, whatever that means. I, did uh, never, you know I, I never said anything like that, John. You, you know what? It's okay, man. I, 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 through healing, we're okay now. It's, it's, it's all good either Thank way. You, uh, you know, yeah. and, 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 and those guys would, would much rather that I don't come. The dynamic's a little different. They would much rather I didn't come there rather than take a sick day. So, you know, it's. No, that, it's I don't feel the same way. I love you either you, way, John. John. All right, see yeah. see <laughs> I don't feel the same way. I know, I know. You better show up. I don't I'll, care what I'm animal's here, yeah. dying. Oh, man, I don't have animals. What? I don't have animals. I know, but I'm just saying, I don't care what's happening in your mm-hmm. life. Whoever's dying is not nearly as important as his job. <laughs> I agree with that. Uh, Galvin, I was, I was joking to make John feel uncomfortable, but I also kind of feel like this is true. If you take your dog in for a surgery, don't you think... It's a dog. It's old. Today may be the day. Not saying you it, it's going to happen or it should happen. It's just like you prepare yourself. Like you would like think about parents, it. Yeah, if the dog's going under, yeah, there could be mishaps and stuff. So you got to think about that. That's a when your parents are old, you have to spend as much time with them as you can because you know yeah. this could be the last day. This way, also when it happens, you don't go. What I can't believe. Well, they were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. I don't know. I just, this is the way I always look at it. As a uh, responsible dog owner, though, I would be in the surgery. I'd scrub in. Oh, you have to, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> scrub in. Yeah. All right. Uh, now it is time for us to go to the hotline and welcome to the show from the first time a television legend. Ladies and gentlemen, Arsenio Hall. How are you, sir? Hey, man, I just got beat up by two Nigerians. <laughs> are we on the air? Are we... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, that's <laughs> great. This is the evidence. <laughs> How you doing, my man? <laughs> I'm doing really good. Thanks for having me on, guys. I'm down there at the uh, Improv in Tampa Friday and Saturday night, and I appreciate you all letting me talk to your audience. Are you kidding me? Listen, I have so many things I want to ask you. First of all, can we just get this out of the way because people are busting my nuts since I announced that you were going to be on the show. I get 9 million Twitter requests like I'm not going to ask. Everybody wants to know about uh, coming to America, too. Is it going to happen, you think? Is it happening? Is it might happen? Where are we at? It's crazy because, you know, Eddie Murphy called me and he had this script. He said, come over, you got to read this script, right? And, and I said, what is it? He said, it's coming to America too, dog. And I'm like, 
okay, but Eddie, we're really old now. And, uh, you know, because I'm thinking, like, hey, we could do the barbers without makeup if we do the makeup. <laughs> and, and he said, just come read the script. Come get one. Come get one. So I went over to his house, and it was a script written by the creator of Blackish. Kenya Barris. He also wrote Girls Trip. Y'all probably remember Girls Trip with Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Latif and everybody. Funny movie. So I go over and I read it, and it is all that. And it's everything that all the scripts that he had turned down over the years were not. And, and it's really funny. And he signed his deal last week. So it's happening. Now, I hope I'm in it because I saw a post-it with Michael Blackson written on it on Eddie's desk. Uh, <laughs> Listen. So they might have another African as Simi. You know? <laughs> there, is no, there is no replacement for Simi. I, that movie is was an instant classic. I mean, Eddie has made some great movies, but everybody goes back to that one. I mean, that, and I, it's one of those movies that you should probably know by residual checks that anytime it's on, you got to stop and watch at least 20 minutes of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, it, 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 it holds up, and I'm real proud of it. Uh, but that is also the reason why when you're sitting around over the years, you say, yo, dog, let's just leave it where it is. Let's not do Because sometimes you can do a sequel, and the jokes are repetitive, right. and the studios just want to make that paper. And I'm glad we waited, and I think we have a good quality script now. But, uh, but you know, sequels are dangerous when you love a film like I love Coming to America. I, I think the key is the waiting, because you didn't rush it to get out because of the success of the first one. There is technology differences between the first one and this one, so there's so much more to build upon. Well, we'll wait and see if it happens, and we hope that it does. Oh, um, no, it's, going, oh, it's, ha it's happening, man. Okay. They, you know, here's how you know in this town when something's happening, because people say, yeah, you know, I'm in development mm -hmm. on uh, the Ten Commandments, the <laughs> sequel. Right. And, uh, and, you know, and, and sometimes you have to look at what the studio is doing. The studio has already hired the director, and they've hired a producer, and they have a production office. This is way past maybe. Yeah. It really is about to happen. They have dates for it. They're casting people. Like if you talk to young actors in Hollywood, they have a thing called the breakdowns that come out to your agents right. where they're casting. We need we need a wiper to work for a king <laughs> in his bathroom. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all that kind of stuff. You know, so uh, it's, it's on, dog. Good, it's happening. Good. We're just waiting to see if Arsenio's in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, we're talking to Arsenio Hall. I, I was explaining to people earlier this morning that uh, I don't, like, uh, you look at your career and you, they'll say Ar Arsenio Hall was a pioneer for black entertainers because you did something on late night that had not been done before. But really, you could take the black out of it. You What you did in late night was something that so many people tried to do and couldn't do, and that was dent that Tonight Show audience. And uh, yeah. I use my father as a perfect example. My father not... Not one to normally be listening to rap music or anything like that. And all of a sudden, my father was like, "Yeah, oh, that Arsenio, you know, we get some good guests. Like, that was my dad's way of complimenting you. He got some good guests on that show. Uh, and brought that whole young audience into late night. And uh, that that really changed the way they do things, man. Yeah, and, and I appreciate you saying that because I think it was deeper than just a black talk show. As a matter of fact, there are people I run into, like like the first time I ran into... Billy Ray Cyrus at a Dodger game a while back. He tells his daughter, 
Arsenio broke achy, breaky heart when you guys yep. were, I don't even know if they were born. But, you know, but country stuff, Garth Brooks said I, the first time he saw his wife, I think they got divorced. Now nah, that might be my fault. But, <laughs> but the first time Garth Brooks, you know, saw his wife, he saw her on my show. So it goes beyond MC Hammer and Q-Tip and me meeting Mariah Carey in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. That was fun. A, a long time ago. Man, that, that's what was cool about it, having a platform so that you could give people an opportunity the way there were people who gave me opportunities. I, I was sitting in a restaurant, and Tommy Matola walked in, and he was with this really fine young girl. I, I still tease him and say, you know, the soap opera, the young and the breastless, he was living it. But she <laughs> tiny in, you know, and a little tiny girl, and he said, that girl can sing with the best of them, like Aretha and Patti LaBelle, and, and she didn't look like that. She just she looked like she needed a biscuit. Right, but, right. Uh, but but and, and she clearly has gotten one since. But um, so the bottom line is, I see her. I put her on that week, and that was happening in so many situations. People that I would meet, you know. As a matter of fact, the only time I ever wanted to do something on that show and didn't get to do it was Ice Cube came to me with a track called F the Police. And right. I remember it written in Sharpie on a cassette, and he brought it to me, and Paramount wasn't buying it. But that's the only time that I actually saw something that I knew was going to happen. Yeah. And it happened. Oh, yeah. And, and it, it became huge, but I wasn't able to break it. And I always wished I could have put NWA on first. Well, there are is, there is so many things that I remember seeing on that show. Uh, can I, at the same time, it really irks me is that I'm a kid watching Arsenio, and uh, I'm actually a kid watching Joan Rivers, and Joan Rivers uh, gets canceled, and they have a swinging door of hosts trying to figure out what's going to go on. Arsenio, right. I want to say, was one of those people. And I, Arsenio, did I recognize you at that time before that? Did you do Match Game or something? We want a game show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm like, I know that guy. I know that's a guy, the funny guy <laughs> from Match Game. I'm a kid at the time, like 13 years old, and uh, and, and I'm like, Arsenio is funny. And and I and you know you had a very unique name, and then we go to L.A. for the first time, and we get tickets to go to the show, and I am so excited to see Arsenio Hall host a show, and we go all the way there. Oh, and wait, I, wait, wait, what night did you come? Who was on that night? Oh, it's it's not even exciting. I get there, and you're not there. <clears throat> it's you were still in the revolving or in the tryouts. I get there, oh, and it's goddamn. Buck, oh yeah, Buck Henry is the host. I'm like, you gotta be <laughs> kidding me! And all the people I that totally filled remember. in. Ugh. I remember that period because it was Fox, and they did a whole thing of me, Buck Henry, Suzanne Summers. Yep. They gave Malcolm Jamal Warner a night, and um, I kind of won the lottery. And <laughs> it was a bittersweet situation because if you remember, Joan Rivers kind of got screwed around by Fox, yeah. and then her husband killed himself. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was a bizarre Hollywood situation, and Joan was the first person to put me on The Tonight Show as a stand-up. And so it, it was a bittersweet kind of quagmire because she didn't want me to take that show. She wanted me to turn it down. But at that time, dog, mm. you know, I was st- I was walking through the supermarket taking candy and eating while I'm in there. <laughs> you know, you know, that period of your life where, yeah. where you, you, you roll the cart around and you eat stuff in the cart and then you leave the cart and dash out of the store. <laughs> you know, I, I, I needed a job. Well, you can't. Yeah. I mean, you got to take an opportunity like that and look what you did with it. Uh, I, I do remember a couple of moments. Do you remember the time 
that during your monologue, a gay guy got up and started yelling at you, and you were like one of the oh, first yeah. guys to fire back. You were like, let me tell you something. Elton John was here the other day, and he rocked the house. El- I mean, you were going viral with those sort of things before there was really viral. Yeah, we we were, we didn't have the word trending, but if it was today, I'd be trending. You know, I think the thing that made me angry with the gay community, um, and 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 I, I, you know, back then you could look at a director and say, no, don't go to commercial. You know, yeah, yeah. I want to have this out right here on television because they had been threatening my life. First of all, I had been getting these calls to the studio, and. Um, um, you know, th- I mean, that happened a lot back then. I put on the first gay female comic, openly gay comic, and it's it's kind of what you would think would be the right thing to do. Right. But there's a whole other element of society that was mad at me and was threatening my life for putting too many gays on. But <laughs> what bothered me when, when the protests happened was I frequently did Rosie O'Donnell and Louis Anderson and Ellen DeGeneres, but back then, this is so long ago, people didn't know they were gay. Right. And... Unfortunately, I couldn't out them to save myself, so I think I was angry that my gay friends and guests didn't come to my defense. Oh, and that, and that makes a lot of sense. And we're also talking about an extremely different time, and we're talking about different decades, and that at, at the time, this was something where we were all kind of exploring, and, and uh, you know, it was, no, it was no right or wrong, but you were like, okay, so you're gay. We, we, like, we didn't know how to handle it. TV was afraid to talk about it. I mean, remember Ellen kissed somebody on TV, and that was a big deal? Oh, yeah. I Ruined mean, her career yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah, for a yeah. while. Uh, right, this right. is uh, the great Arsenio Hall, who is actually doing stand-up. He's a very funny stand-up comedian. He'll be at the Improv in Ybor City tonight and tomorrow. Two shows tonight, 8 and 1030. I'm sorry, Friday night. Friday night and Saturday night. Friday night, yep. Friday uh, and Saturday. Yeah. Two shows both nights, and uh, if you guys want to come through, you know, I like, like Elvis, I'll hold a ticket for you. <laughs> I got I to gotta be honest. I have met uh, Jay Leno. I have sat at Letterman's desk. I mean, you are definitely one of those people that is uh, – uh, Arsenio is an icon. Arsenio oh, yeah. is an icon. Two big things that I remember from Arsenio's show is, one, Andrew Dice Clay crying. Yeah. Remember that? Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And, and then I also remember you wrestling Bobcat Goldthwaite because he was uh, going crazy, and you were trying to throw to commercial, and you were like, had him in a headlock, and it was so funny. And how many times you've had? Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what, that that Bobcat thing was weird because at that point I had resigned. Okay, I had sent a letter, and I was just trying to do shows. They wanted me to do shows until they found another host. They were looking at John Stewart and Bill Bellamy. Now at that point, I'm just trying to keep things afloat, and I appreciate it that that they let me continue to do it after I sent them that letter, right? But then Bobcat comes on, and he wants to turn the place out. And I don't know if you remember, but he spray-painted the background, yeah. and and he knocked the television over and cut a producer. And it was a funny situation, but it was kind of a real situation. Cause I, and I'm thinking, like, Hey man, you can really, you know, you can really get me in trouble with the master, you know? <laughs> Crazy. Uh, and then I, you got to remember also Arsenio had Howard Stern on with the whole group. I mean, you would you would let people do stuff on stage that everybody else was afraid to even try. I mean, Letterman put Howard on, but never in the capacity that you let him run free. Yeah, and Howard I had on the, that first show that you and your friends came to when it was when I first got that Fox show. That was that was a lot of fun. It, and and. To this day, still people still, when I do situations like this, they talk about the talk show. Since the talk show, like, for instance, our president, Donald Trump, I was on Apprentice. I won Apprentice. Yep. But people don't. 
talk about it. People people want to talk about the talk show. People, it, it's funny because when I first won, everybody was excited, and then it was like like you, you you won the Westminster Dog Show, but Michael Vick was the judge. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know. It, now now people it don't don't talk about it much, and it's kind of a bad thing. But I was the first black person to win Celebrity Apprentice. I, I'm the Jackie Robinson of Celebrity <laughs> Apprentice, but no one cares. Why Why do you uh, can you sum up uh, why you decided to wrap up with the show? Was it did it just run its course for you, uh, or did you? Well, there there were a couple things. Um, I was. I always thought six years was the amount of time I should stay. That's what I'd always Why, though? Johnny did 30. Why did you think six was the right year? I always felt that shows and shows start after six. Like, if you watch MASH or different favorites back then, you always think about six years is a norm. I always felt that. And you also notice every year your numbers are going to erode a little bit, even if it's a tenth of a point. You're not the new guy anymore. So my thing, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. I grew up in a neighborhood where Jim Brown was the famous person in my neighborhood. And as a kid, I always admired the fact that he left on top, and I wanted to try to do that. Remember Jim Brown when he did the 30 Dozen? He did a movie, and he still had his knees. He wasn't like O.J. O.J., (laughs) you know, (laughs) O.J., you know, totally different situation. So I wanted to be like Jim Brown. And I sent a letter, and they said, okay, and they were going to try to find a host. So I did a couple more months of shows. And I actually ended up having a kid after the show, and I think that's what I was searching for to make my personal life as as meaningful as my business life. How old is your son or your child? I don't know. He's nineteen now. He's nineteen years old, and he's a uh, he's a Hoosier. He's at IU, and as soon as he was old enough for me to put a key around his neck, I went got back on the road and started working and did apprentice and yeah. you know because I missed the business but at the same time I'm from a home where my mother worked two jobs and my father was never around and I wanted to raise my son different I wanted to know his best friend his favorite color I wanted to drop him off with all the hot mommies right. in the line in the morning at the school you know uh, I wanted to do all that does he know and, you're cool the bottom line well it, yeah I, I think it is it is kind of it is kind of nice to have your dad be Arsenio Hall, and it's kind of kind of cool to be that dad. But a lot of times, I think the thing that's most important to him is he calls Magic Johnson like Uncle Magic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think I think Daddy's friends are as cool as having me as a daddy. That's got to that's got to be pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, he doesn't. He only knows you as a Jackie Robinson of The Apprentice. He doesn't know you as the late, <laughs> late night king who won. <laughs> Who probably won Bill Clinton in an election. This is Arsenio Hall, your opportunity to see Arsenio Hall do stand-up this Friday and Saturday at the Improv in Tampa. Make reservations. It'll definitely sell out. And uh, we we got a confirmation that uh, the Coming to America 2 is going to happen. And you got to watch out oh, for yeah. that. You got to watch out for that Bill Bellamy because he may be like 50, but he's still got the skin of a 23-year-old. So let him try and slide up and take a roll. <laughs> he, he is, he is one, he's already trying to steal, steal the first job. Don't let him try to sneak in and steal this one. Absolutely, man. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, now, have you ever done stand-up? No, I'm not that funny. Oh, because you sound like you have that kind of head that would be a good stand-up. No, I don't. Listen, I, I admire what stand-ups do. It's a different kind of comedy. And uh, Galvin, who I work with, he could do stand-up if he didn't have such anger management problems. <laughs> like I guess He's way funnier. <laughs> I could see him telling jokes and then punching the people who don't laugh at his jokes. So I couldn't. I don't, that's you a whole what? different world. 
It sounds like Galvin needs some L.A. weed before he goes up. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll try that out. Absolutely. Listen, I appreciate you Just getting up early. Just cool him out, mellow him out, and, uh, and, and he'll, be, he'll be the next Jay Leno. Yeah, well, he's built like him. Uh, thank you so much, Arsenio, <laughs> for coming on the show. I, I have, uh, I'm really, it's a pleasure to speak with you, and I hope to get out to meet you this weekend. And anybody that wants to go, go to improvtampa.com and make your reservations. Thank you, my man. Hey, thank you all. I'll talk to you soon. Have dog. a great day. There you go, Arsenio Hall. I got to tell you two things. One, best phone connection I've ever heard. Oh about. yeah, that's oh, yeah. true. Right? That's true. Ever awesome. in the world, and I don't want to out anybody, but I'm pretty sure he just outed Louis Anderson. I know. Yeah, like I mean, a lot I of mean, people know, knows, right, you know, but I don't think Louis ever said. I was waiting for him to go, Louis Anderson, and then what's his name? The black dude, the big old black dude. Oh man. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, in all the. Oh man. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. He's in Vegas all the time. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very funny, and I had no idea, but other comedians had told us he was gay. And I said, really? And they said, yeah, he's always traveling with his nephew. Why can't I think of his name now? George Wallace. George, yeah. Wallace. George Wallace. There you go. But George Wallace has never been, like, openly gay, but, right. is, but is kind of openly gay. Mm. So, yeah. We had Louis here, and Louis Anderson sat seven feet away from me, and I so badly wanted to go... Louis, you're gay, right? Like I, it felt like, but then I was like, "There's no reason to bring it up." And if I say it and I embarrass him, he was such a sweet guest yeah. that I didn't want to. I didn't want to do. It. I'm not afraid to ask somebody a question, but that's so personal. And if he didn't want to talk about it, then I didn't want to talk yeah. about it. Uh, I believe Louis got uh, David Spade an audition, like to get passed at the comedy store or something. And I, I want to say he had something to do with Bert too. Whatever, but uh, David Spade tells a story about it and how, uh, you know, you got to go and get passed by the club owner yeah. to be able to go up there and do this stuff. And Louie, you got to be kind of sponsored by somebody or somebody, you know, let the owner know, Hey, I think this person's funny, whatever. And he said that Louie came out after he did a spot and he goes, now they don't like you. Because you couldn't have buttered it off a little bit or you need to work on it. He said, no. Mm, uh, if you're watching uh, Crashing, that happens to Pete Holmes on Crashing yeah, this week, yeah. last week, and it's it's pretty interesting. All right, let me take a break. I know I told you we'd play a game. I got people on hold. You can wait on hold. Most likely I'm going to come back and just give you tickets. Oh, over. nice. Yeah. Like, I'll start right now. I'll just start right now. <laughs> Hi, who is this? Drew. Yeah, how you doing? Yeah, what do you want to go? Which ticket do you want? I'm just going to give them to you. What do you got? I got Beck, Dave Matthews, Hart, and Joan Jett, OAR, Reggae Rise Up, I'll, Tesla. I'll do the Dave Matthews, yeah. even though you hate him. I know, and this is not my kind of thing. <laughs> you enjoy it. You and your, boyf- <laughs> you and your boyfriend you go to that show. Hold on. Uh, I'll stay on line. I'll give you more. When I come back, we're going to play a game called Conversations. I'm going to go to the phone line, and we're going to have a conversation. And then at some point, I'll go, oh, hey, by the way, do you want tickets? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.